Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Natural News at 7-ish. First up tonight, an incredibly wonderful management plan and marine park reservation strategy coming out of Western Australia. The Western Australian government has set out to achieve the reservation of 5 million more hectares of the state's natural environment by the year 2024. The Buccaneer Archipelago and its surrounds are the 660,000 hectares out of 5 million proposed to be reserved. A marine park is planned in this area, and to make the proposed plan even better is that the Western Australian government worked in tandem with indigenous custodians and carers of country in the area. Over 200 traditional owners contributed to these plans from the very outset. The indigenous ecological knowledge, cultural values, and their aspirations have all helped shape the marine park's future. With joint management and care for country between the traditional owners and the Western Australian government, the future of this unique and important archipelago with its seagrass beds, coral, dugongs, birthing area of humpback whales, and the culturally significant pearl nurseries, they'll all be protected with country in mind. Staying in Western Australia, we look to the Northern Territory in Western Queensland. We're looking for the thorns, a stuttering and jolty walk, ants, disguised with colours of country. Can you see it? If not, it may be buried under the sand. What we are looking for is a thorny devil, a desert lizard that lives up to its name, covered in thorns and modelling a false head to unnerve the potential goanna or redhawk predators. Just like you, these exothermic reptiles are one of a kind. An environment more parched than a mouth that decided to eat dry wheat bicks, the thorny devil is skilled at obtaining water come hell or high thorn. Using the interesting thorn arrangements on their skin and capillary action, the action that capitalizes on nature of water's hydrogen bonds that want to stick together, the space between the thorns creating a sprinkling of tension, and that adhesion and cohesion combine to move water towards the lizard's mouth. It is rumored that the reptile will also bury itself under the sand in order to capture the water yet to be evaporated or utilized between the sand particles. If you know, you know. If you don't, check out Natural News at 7ish Instagram, at Natural News at 7ish. On there, you'll find a recent post chit-chatting about some eucalypt post-fire re-sprouting strategies. The ability to re-sprout after a disturbance and stress is harnessed by a mass of plant species. However, the ability to re-sprout after fire is something the species in the family Motaceae, the eucalypts in particular, have fine-tuned beyond all others. An interesting question then, encompassing the land down under, our cherished eucalypts, and the history of fires in Australia, is that whether eucalypts evolved with fire. It's a bit of a fiery question, with folks of the scientific persuasion left to ponder yay or nay. A part of this question is whether eucalypts evolved the ability to re-sprout and survive so effectively after intense fires by experiencing fires over generations, or if it's what is called extant traits. Maybe they're at play in this effectiveness. Extant traits are traits already hanging around. Traits that may be used for, say, being knocked over in winds or a modern-day context as being struck by a chainsaw and finding a way to re-sprout and soldier on. This trait may be adaptable to a new context, a context of intense fires. An interesting question, a question that is much deeper than the small precursory information I waffled on about. Maybe soon, I'll sit down and get in depth. Well, that's it, and that's that. Thank you as always for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe, smile, smell a flower, be kind, and remember to spread the good word of natural news. Good night.